people are strange When you're a stranger Faces look ugly When you're alone Women seem wicked When you're unwanted Streets are uneven When you're down When you're strange Faces come out of the rain When you're strange No one remembers your name When you're strange When you're strange, when you're strange, right, yeah. I want to introduce the host of Strange Darkness Radio, Bobby Washington, Tony Carr, and Frankie Franks. What is up? We are back. Season two, episode two. We are back. Strange Darkness Radio in the house. Hey, Frankie, how's it going tonight? It's going good. How are you tonight? I'm doing amazing. Tony, what is up? What up? What up? What's up, Frankie? Yo, what's up, Tony? Chilling. So, you guys, we are here. Tonight is going to be a, a feature pack show because uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the dog man. Yes. Ooh. And then uh, we have a story that Frankie is going to cover. Frankie, your story about a UFO. UFO um, uh, seen by a uh, police officer, I believe mm-hmm. he's in Wisconsin. No. Am I, oh, no? am I correct? Right I correct? here, right here in Minnesota. Minnesota. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Nice. Why do yes. I always say Wisconsin when it comes to you? I don't, I don't know. know. You know, there's some crazy stuff that goes down in the Midwest. So yeah. I don't know. Okay. Maybe that's why. Well, Minnesota. Um, so we will cover that. Um, so you guys for the week, any strange happenings or anything, you know, go on. Because I was telling Frankie, you know, when we start working on these shows and stuff, whatever, you know, does she ever have anything happen? And I guess uh, she might have had an incident or two this week. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I don't I think last time when we were on, I don't know if you recorded it or not, but you said that, you know, when you're starting to talk about this stuff, some things might happen. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, man, I should have signed up uh, the terms and conditions. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You didn't read the fine print. Mm -hmm. I didn't. And um, I kind of spazzed out today. I was like, I'm not covering the story. So I ended up texting Bobby and and you, Tony. They was in the group chat. And I'm like, I'm not recording the story because when I was recording the story, my phone started spazzing out. And I'm like, what is going on? So, you know, you guys have iPhones, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, the a face ID, it pops up and it goes, you know, can't find your face ID. Mm-hmm. It kept doing that. And then my phone service kept going in and out, like as if somebody was turning off the data. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just, it was a really yucky, eerie feeling. And I went upstairs and this is, you know, afternoon time. Yeah. And I'm at home by myself and, you know, which kind of made it worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a little interesting how that went down today. Well, well, thank you for uh, championing through championing through that and actually, you know, finishing the story because um, it, it's really good. But uh, but yeah, it, it happens for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, to us. And it's like know. the technology. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They say ghosts can manifest uh, through electronic devices, or they use the energy um, from you know your body um, and electronic devices uh, that are around you uh, to try to manifest. Or manipulate things, so um, so that could have been a ghostly encounter. But you know, Don't before all this, that. but well, here's the thing: before all this, <laughs> did you ever have anything happen? No, no, okay, never. So. Oh. No, no. Okay. Do you get scared no. easily? I do. Yeah, like I'm scared right now. I'm like, I need to go upstairs. <laughs> there's there's something behind me. Like I can feel it. Frank, yeah, Frankie no. is a champion because she's recording in a basement, and uh, so I couldn't, I couldn't even think mm-hmm. I can get through that. Uh, without you know because you you know we we use headphones and all that good stuff and um and so um you always have that sense of someone being around you or behind you you know because you're only hearing the audio of what we're doing so um you know just a little insight into uh you know podcasting and all that good stuff but uh so it can be eerie and we do it at night so uh just to add that added effect to everything so, uh, so again, um, you know, hope you guys are enjoying the new, uh, season and, uh, loving, uh, the, uh, you know, the content that we're putting out. So, but, um, I want to go ahead and get into one of our stories tonight. 
about the dog man. It's a it's an interesting um, cryptid. It's kind of along the lines of you know Bigfoot, but a um, half um, you know man and half uh, animal. And um, you know, is that is it real? Is there something out there that uh, that um, can walk on all fours and stand up on you know two legs? and uh, chase vehicles and all kind of other stuff. So let's go ahead and uh, get into that story. Here we go. Dogman. This creature was unknown to most of the modern world until very late in the 20th century. It was said to have been stalking the area around the Manistee River since the days when the Ottawa tribes lived there. The first alleged encounter of the Michigan Dogman occurred in 1887 in Waxford County when two lumberjacks saw a creature which they described as having a man's body and a dog's head. In 1937, in Paris, Michigan, Robert Fortney was attacked by five wild dogs and said that one of the five walked on two legs. Reports of similar creatures came from the Allegan County in the 1950s and the Manistee and Cross Village in 1967. In folklore, the Michigan Dogman was allegedly witnessed in 1887 in Waxford County, Michigan, when two men saw a creature which they described as having a man's body and a dog's head. The creature is described as a seven-foot-tall, blue-eyed or amber-eyed, bipedal, canine-like animal with the torso of a man, and a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream. According to the legends, the Michigan Dogman appears in 10-year cycles that fall on years ending in seven. Sightings have been reported in several locations throughout Michigan, primarily in the northwestern quadrant of the Lower Peninsula. In 1987, the legend of the Michigan Dogman gained popularity when a disc jockey named Steve Cook at WTCM-FM recorded a song about the creature and its reported sightings. This is an alleged Dogman encounter of an OnStar 911 emergency call that was triggered by an accident that occurred in Troy, Michigan in 2006. Our emergency. This is Kyle speaking. How can I help you? Hello? Something just ran in front of us on the road. We're in the ditch. We, we rolled over. How many people are in the car and is anyone injured? There's two of us. I, I, I don't think we have any injuries. Is the car on its top or wheels or what? No, it's kind of sitting on its side. Hold one moment, please, while I contact emergency services. Okay. <laughs> okay, the state police should be on their way in a few minutes. Is everyone still okay? Yeah, I think we're okay. What ran in front of you? A deer? I, I don't know what the hell it was, but it was big. It looked like a great big dog. I was standing up. Was it a bear, maybe? Maybe, I... Oh, my God! <laughs> Sir? Hello? Are you still there, sir? Here are two more short stories of alleged dogman encounters. A real and personal experience that has left me with more questions than answers. I was playing outside of my grandmother's house in a busy suburb in Connecticut when I saw a big black wolf with glowing red eyes and broad daylight. The creature stood still and didn't move which frightened me. I ran away but my curiosity got the better of me and I returned after 15 seconds only to find that it had vanished. The 
backyard was fenced in and I would have seen it leave, but it was nowhere to be found. Despite searching the internet for years, I haven't found anyone with a similar experience. My grandmother was known for practicing witchcraft or black magic, and I can't help but wonder if there is a connection between that and the strange creature I saw. This is not a made up story to scare people, but a real and personal experience that has left me with more questions than answers. It was a dark and quiet night. I was nine years old, sharing a room with my sister. My bed was positioned against one wall, with a big window on the opposite side, just above my sister's bed. Our house was located on a hill and although we were on the first floor, the window was still quite high, about nine feet off the ground. I woke up feeling thirsty, around two in the morning. The rest of my family was sound asleep. As I was getting out of bed, I happened to look at the window and saw a dark shape at the bottom of it. The shape was large, with two points on the top that looked like ears. I couldn't make out any other features, but at first, I thought it might be a reflection of the pillows at the end of my sister's bed. However, the shape suddenly moved. It twitched its ears and then settled back into place. It was a sudden movement, not subtle at all, so I knew it wasn't just a reflection. In our area, the story of the dogman was well known, and we lived in the woods, so I immediately thought of that. I was terrified and hid under the covers, unable to get my water. The next morning, there was no evidence of anything being outside the window. No marks on the side of the house, nothing. To this day, I still wonder how anything could stay up by a window that was nine feet off the ground. While I was only nine years old at the time, I understand that it's possible that I just imagined the whole thing. Fear could have manifested itself in my mind, considering I already knew the dogman's story. However, I still firmly believe that there was something outside the window that night. They say don't go looking for dogmen, because you're not going to like what you find. And the problem is, he might just find you. and would like to be on Strange Darkness Radio, drop us a line at 916-741-3032. Yes, so that was the piece on Dogman, which is very intriguing because... um. To me, it, you know, it borders along some of the folk tales as far as like the skinwalker. And I know, Tony, you were saying um, there's um, a creature in Mexico that's um, able to transform into a man, you know, um, also, correct? Uh, allegedly, around the small uh, town that my girlfriend's mom is from, um, there'd be a guy at, in, at night, he would, um, uh, I don't know if he, I don't think he would take people. And shit I mean stuff <laughs> No you good But he would um, This is mature rated He would go inside People's rooms And like you know Just be there Sniff them and shit And <laughs> it, But he was a wolf though He was a wolf And and the thing is And where Where my girlfriend's Mom is from This story is told All over the town Like everybody knows About the story Yeah So one day This dad walked in His daughter's room And saw the the wolf sniffing his daughter, like, you know, like the hair. He shot the wolf in the leg with a shotgun or some type of gun. I can't remember. Okay. And the next morning, this old man that will walk every day, the same, um, same route, same like, route every okay. day. He ended up having, uh, bandages around that same leg that was shot the night before. Oh, wow. And then once, uh, the city, I mean, once the little town, uh, started recognizing that, you know, Gossiping like, oh, this could be the dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up moving out and never, never came back. And and trust me, Orizaba is is really, really small. Yeah, you know, you can walk around the town within an hour. You know, and that's how small it is. Yeah, wow, that that's interesting. Um, and how often does this happen? Oh, this is a, a while ago. It was a long time ago. It's one like, of their. Could it happen every night? Huh? 
You said what, where people, yeah, was he around sniffing, <clears throat> sniffing things? Yeah, it would happen. It would happen regularly. But I have to get the the legit story of what he was doing. Uh-huh. Um, because I was told this uh, a few years ago, so I kind of forgot like the basic information. Yeah, the details of it. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because they have a lot of um, uh, myths, I guess, and a lot of um, like even out there. My girlfriend's mom said that she heard. Um, What's the lady that screams, uh, cries for her kids? Oh, Ooh. I forgot. She walks around, she weeps and cries because she killed her That's kids sad. and she's looking for them. Yeah. Uh, I, for, I forgot the name. I forgot the name for that. He's putting us on the spot, people. I know people are shouting. It's um something, something. Less, something they made a movie something. about it a couple years ago. Yeah. But anyways, it's it, um that my girlfriend's mom has actually heard the lady or oh, the those screams, those cry. cries. Yeah. And Ooh. over there, they said that it came originally from where her mom is from in Orisawa. So I don't know how true that is, but yeah, um, yeah there's a lot of missing stories they got to tell for days about stuff that goes on over there. Oh, yeah. Well, Y'all are well, scaring me. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta, you know, like I said, dip your toe into the other side just to see what peers back. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. Uh, Frankie, any thoughts on the dog, man? You know, do you think it's uh, real or something, you know, that's just been told by native Americans and that's transitioned over time to, uh, different tales or, you know, cause there's a lot of dog man stories. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of a hard one. Um, I would definitely say that I believe it more than I believe Bigfoot. Um, but when it comes to, you know, my native people, I, Oh, wait, 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 you're native people. You, you got some, uh, I mean, I'm not native, but that's all, that's all I, I mess with, you know, here in Minneapolis. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll make a disclaimer. I'm 3% native American. Um, my mom is more, but I did my ancestry DNA. Did you really? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm I'm 3%. So. It's all good. Now the government got all your information, all your blood type and everything. <laughs> well, it's all- They're going to clone you. Mm-hmm. going to be another Bobby <laughs> walking around. That is too funny. Oh, we got to get into that, Tony. So you believe that... Oh, no, see, I, I don't want to get on the <laughs> no, tangent. No, we're not going to go there. I believe, gonna, in, I believe in clones, though. No, I do believe in clones. Okay, we sure. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll discuss that at yeah. another time, for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, like I said, I definitely believe the dog man is a possibility whether it's a genetic thing that the military put into play or whether it's something, um, what's that? I said, okay, that's what you think? Well, yeah, because, you know, come on, man. The, the government, <laughs> how did, uh, we won't talk about how COVID actually got out. It, was it a government thing or was it, you know, some uh, people eating <laughs> bats at a, you know, um, you know, at a, what do you call it? Right. A, a wet um, a <laughs> shop or whatever. Um, people have been eating all kind of strange creatures and things for from eternity, you know, eternity. So um, is, this, is there supposed to be one dog man or is there multiple of them? Do they uh, run in a pack? Is it just one no, or they there, don't, we don't know? There is multiple dog man stories um, and uh, they happen in different areas and different parts. And okay. um, so, so yeah, no, there, there are multiple. I, I'm, I don't say they, I've never heard a story where there's like three or four to even two together. I've heard stories where, um, like what was said before, to where there's like four, f- three wolves and one dog man in that, you know, little um, click uh, running around okay. doing, doing, doing dirty, dastardly deeds. But, <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, some of the, the most amazing stories I've heard, whatever is involved with dog man. I remember I was listening to Coast to Coast Radio um, one night and uh, they were telling a story about a, a couple that was going down a highway and um, they ended up getting a flat and uh, they pulled over to the side of the road. And then off of the shoulder, the guy sees these glowing eyes. And um, as he's looking over, he's like, what is that? Is that a, you know, an animal? Is it a wolf? Like, what, what, what mm-hmm. is it? And then um, as he's looking at it, it just stood up. And again, this is sheer, this, it's totally dark darkness. There's no freeway lights or anything or whatever. It was just sheer darkness. And it stood up as as it stands up. He's watching it rise up from, uh, you know, like a two feet lower stance to, you know, seven to eight feet, you know, off of the ground. And he's looking at it. And then he had uh, 
he had just finished putting the tire on. And then so they're starting to smashing down the freeway. As they're smashing down the freeway, this thing starts running along the side of, not the side of the freeway, like right on the side, but like there was an embankment, um, you know, from the freeway to the side of the road. So this yeah. thing is running along the side of the road. So as they're hitting like 60, this thing is keeping up. And then they oh, come no. to a part, like Mm-mm. it's like kind of like an overpass. This thing jumps, hits the car, and uh, the car spins out. And uh, luckily the guy, when he spun out, he just hit the freeway going the other way. And um, I don't know if the, the animal or whatever was hurt or not, but that's the story he told. And it was crazy. From that moment, I was like, oh, I got to find out about Dog Man. So, um, oh, so yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's some, there's some crazy stories out there about Do we Dog know the, the last time that there was a sighting of him? Um, I was trying to, I couldn't find anything. Did you find anything? Oh, yeah. Well, again, you know, are they real or are they just Reddit stories or are there just no, stories I that people tell? Real. So, it's yeah, real. No, no, I there's a lot of stories. You just got to know where to look. Um, uh, there's a lot of stories, especially even on YouTube. YouTube, um, you know, everybody has their Dog Man story. Um, but, uh, hopefully, uh, people are out there being honest to a degree and seeing, you know, or hearing the stories that are being told to them, just like I related that story of what I heard. Um, but, uh, the way the guy told it, told it was pretty amazing. But, uh, Tony, any other thoughts on that? It's just crazy. You know, it's like the Chupacabra. Yeah. It's not always seen, but people do see it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it just reminds me of that, man. These, uh, creatures is... Is uh, do you guys think it's a demonic shapeshifter or is it just like a, you know, another dimension type of thing that you know goes in and out of a magical door, um, like skinwalkers? People think skinwalkers, you know, are able to go in and out different dimensions, just like Bigfoot. Um, that we obviously we can't. Yeah. So. Or think, can we? That's mm, possible. Look at Frankie throwing some th- throwing some things out there. You know, we can't even we can't even touch on those right now, but we will. But um I think it's possible. I think uh skinwalkers um and what Native Americans had to go through and um were doing to keep their land safe and everything and um the way they went about it, I think that's a possibility. Um because again, I mean, just think about it, man. If um if we <laughs> there were no pharmaceutical companies you know, back in those times, you know, back in early man and Native Americans, when they, you know, had the land, there was herbs, there was spirituality, there was um, things that they can touch into from their ancestors that they were more, they had more knowledge about than we have now, um, that we have lost that knowledge. Um, so to me, anything is possible. That's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But uh, so let's get into uh, Frankie's story. Frankie, you want to give them a little? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Go for it. So there's this story about this deputy here in Minnesota. Um, it's in Warren, Minnesota. So that's probably about five hours away from me. And um, I don't remember exactly. I think it was 1987, I want to say. Okay. I'll have to double check. Um, but anyhow, uh, he thinks that he encountered a UFO. And it was a story that kind of was spread around the nation and he was on the news and it's like the top 10 um, out of history of a UFO encounter. So, uh, yeah. Okay, let's get into it. On the night of August 27th, 1979, Deputy Vail Johnson was on patrol in his squad car on a stretch of County Highway 5 in Marshall County. At 1.40 a.m., he spotted a light in the sky and turned left onto State Highway 220 to investigate. He drove his squad car towards it and was soon surrounded by light. At this point, Johnson heard the sound of glass breaking. But what happened next? No one knows. Johnson lost consciousness for 39 minutes. When he woke up, he realized that his watch and the car's clock had both stopped for 14 minutes. 39 minutes later, he woke up. He surveyed the car. Johnson found the windshield and one headlight of his 1977 Ford were smashed. The watch on his wrist and the clock on the dash both ticked 14 minutes slow. It wasn't only the car that was damaged. Johnson himself sustained some unusual injuries. He had bruises and strong eye irritation. Johnson made an emergency call to report the incident. Johnson called in a 1088. 
What is your condition? Something just hit my car. What's your condition? Are you okay? Something attacked my car. I heard the glass breaking. The brakes locked up. I don't know what's going on. Shortly after Johnson was examined by the physician, who concluded that he suffered from something called welder's burn. The biggest mystery about the Vail Johnson case is trying to find one neat explanation for something that could behave the way he described, yet create the kinds of damage that we discovered. You can listen to Strange Darkness Radio on iTunes or Spotify or any of your podcast hosting sites. Yo, that was a crazy story. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go ahead and take a pause. We'll be right back. You can listen to Strange Darkness Radio on iTunes or Spotify or any of your podcast hosting sites. So, Frankie, tell us about this officer's UFO experience. Okay, so this happened in 1979 in Minnesota. Okay. And uh, I think it was about 20 miles from the North Dakota border. Anyhow, so he apparently had a encounter with a UFO. And um, I think it was about 40 minutes he was unconscious for. And, yeah, there was some damage done to his car. His car is actually in a museum. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So some stuff went down. Yeah, I did post that. You guys can go to our Facebook fan page. And um, I was just thinking, um, yeah, check the hat on our Facebook fan page. I was thinking, did you guys actually go and check out um, what we were talking about in the last episode? Just curious. But um, because that's also posted on our Facebook fan page. For those of you who listened to uh, uh, episode one of season two, you know what I'm talking about. For those who haven't, go back and listen and then go to the uh, Facebook fan page and check it out. But, uh, but yeah, they said uh, 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 he was like something jumped through his windshield and he got hit like with a 200 pound pillow. That's mm-hmm. an odd, that's an odd description, a 200 pound pillow, soft, but yet firm, but yet 200 pounds. You, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of odd because even if you got hit with a 200 pound uh, pillow that was able to basically blow your windshield and come through your vehicle, it would feel still like a rock. I mean, like, where did the pillow portion come into that? You know, right. that's kind of odd that it was. he described it that way. But he also said that there was a brilliant light. Yeah. That's the exact word that he used, was brilliant. And when he had went to the doctor after the incident, he said that he had, uh, what was it, well welder eyes or yeah it's, uh, it's like welding. something like that yeah she's using a welding um gun without actually having the glasses on or whatever yep. yeah and it's like from the uv light so it's like what where did that light come from i don't know it could have been um a government experience i mean i mean uh, experiment you know um with uh you know how they do things in the middle of the night uh in the debt in the debt of um you know um middle certain nowhere. areas of minnesota yeah for sure they test all kind of different things you know, on people. Um, but it also could have been a UFO. You know, uh, what do you think, Tony? Yeah, I think it was a UFO. You think it was? Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. I do. I don't think he would just make that up in the car just be like that for no reason. Oh, no. He encountered something. Yeah. You know, what that thing yeah. was, you know, but he definitely encountered something to um, have his vehicle uh, the way it is and um, the injuries that he had. He definitely had um, uh, something happen. Now, could it have been a flock of birds? I don't know because it wasn't. Absolutely not. Yeah, because there wasn't anything at the scene, you know, that mm-hmm. would uh, substantiate that. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting. But, um, but yeah, it's what would you say one of the top ten UFO stories? Yes, yeah. yes, top ten, top ten. And um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. A lot of uh, stories kind of start off 
kind of very similar. Yeah. And you kind of lose track of time. You know, there's always that time where you're like, what happened? I don't remember, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Didn't you have a little story to add to that, uh, Tony, about... um uh, I just know. Look, I, I don't don't know, but I I heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, not I don't have the full facts. I'm trying to look it up and I can't find it. But I know for a fact that I heard it on a podcast though that um, this man was traveling. I believe somewhere in the Midwest, and then he claimed that he got abducted, and then landed in Sacramento. Within oh, like wow. a few hours, mm. he was wondering like, how the hell did I, I get from that here story. to and, there? And that yeah. wouldn't have been possible if he took a plane. Yeah, it was. He, well, he was there within you know less than like thirty minutes, I believe. Oh wow! So it was. He was just freaking out. And was know, he driving? Was he flying? He was what driving. Was he he okay. was driving. And the next, you know, he was there in Sacramento, and he was telling police what happened. And the police didn't. You know, they thought he was crazy on drugs and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, come to find out. <clears throat> He's calling his wife uh, from where he's from, and she's like, how the hell did you get, you know, way out there? Like, you know, you've only been gone for like 30 minutes, so I just think that's, you know, pretty crazy. Just because the other night I was driving to um, I was driving to a hospital, and you have to go through like a wilderness type of, type of thing, and it's really dark, and, you know, you see the a lot of stars, and um, I was just, I was thinking, like, what happens if, you know, out, out of nowhere, I lose like 30, 40 minutes of my life with not without even noticing yeah. that I lost that you know that I lost that time. Yep. Cuz it could, it could just happen out of nowhere. You just won't you won't know. You just be confused. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would that'd be interesting or whatever. That has that has happened to um UFO abductees and um you know and they you know go on and tell their stories about um having uh lost time and uh sometimes days, sometimes hours, you know. Um so it it is um a different type of experience or whatever. We have to get uh, someone who's, you know, had those uh, things happen to them, whatever. It'd be very interesting, you know, to hear their stories. And uh, I know they do have issues with telling those stories because a lot of people don't want to believe them. And then they also don't want to tell them because it's so like, you know, you know, like really you, you were, you know, were, were you creeping, mm-hmm. you know, cause <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you was at your side piece's house <laughs> And mm-hmm. that's why you're talking about you in Sacramento right now. Like, come on. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah. So, he would go see his biscuit roller. Exactly. There's just one dude. I don't know if you guys heard it. I, I she said his... it live. Biscuit roller. Don't just breeze over that. Because I didn't even know what that was. She said that in a text stream. I was like, okay. Well, you know. That's a story for another day, though. We can't give out all our um, chat info to y'all. But um, <laughs> look it up. Robert Johnson. But um, anyways, um, yeah, uh, Tony, let's get into some other stories um, that are very interesting. And a person, you know, um, submitted these particular stories. So do you want to uh, get into them or just play them and then talk about it afterwards? Let's just play them and then we'll talk about it right after. Let's go. So when I was five years old, my family, uh, my parents and I went to Mexico it was the first time my parents had gone to Mexico after like 20 years, about 15, 15, 20 years. Um, so we went to go visit family and we visited different parts of Mexico. In this specific trip, we trip we had gone to Yucatan, which is where Cancun is at. But we didn't necessarily go to Cancun. We went to like a small, um, a small ranch that was like eight hours away from the city. And we were visiting my dad's friend. So, mind you, again, it, this the little town, the ranch, was about eight hours away from the city. So driving there the whole way was just, like, empty roads. Occasionally, you would see, like, a little hut where families would live. But then miles away, there was nothing again. So we finally get to the ranch. And there's no stores again. Nothing. Just little ranches like one street street light pole um and everybody just like grew their own produce had their own animals and they would kill their own animals to eat so there was really no need for them to go out to the city and they all grew up without tvs the only reason why my parents had even met them was because they had met in la when they were working so my parents wanted to go out and meet their family so we went to that ranch um and 
the whole trip was just very different for me. It was something I had never experienced before. I am from the city, so it was it was just a huge like culture shock. And they would tell a lot of stories about weird things that would happen. And I'm not sure if anyone knows, but in Mexico, the restrooms are not inside the house. The restrooms are outside of the home. In this particular home, the restroom was about five minutes away from the house. It was right outside. So you would walk through the animals, through the produce, and back was a little separate, um, like, made restroom, like, made out of wood. Um, and yeah, it, it felt very far. So at night, they would, uh, I mean, they lived there, so it was they were used to it, just waking up and going to the restroom. But... I didn't feel comfortable waking up at night and going all the way over there. So they had uh, gave us a little bucket for me to pee in the middle of the night if I had to. And just the whole time we were there, I don't remember how long we were there for. But one particular scary story that I remember that they were talking a lot about was that in their kitchen, they would occasionally see just two red eyes beaming in the dark there are no lights out there so they all just kind of had candles and that's how they would get through the night um and those eyes would just beam in the middle of the night red eyes they didn't know what it was they were freaked out by it but kind of also used to it because they didn't really know what it was and they always saw it so it was like whatever um so that's the main reason why i didn't want to go to the restroom in the middle of the night so this night um, I wake up and I want to use the restroom and I try waking up my mom. Mind you, my mom is a very, very light sleeper. I breathe and she wakes up. She wakes up over everything. So that day I started shaking her so she can take me to the restroom outside in the bucket. She wasn't waking up. I couldn't hold it anymore, so I was just like, you know what? It's right out here. It's about five steps away. Let me just go right outside the house. I'm going to pee on the bucket and come back in. So I finally get the courage to get out of bed, go right outside. I close the door, and I start peeing inside the bucket. So as I'm peeing, I'm kind of just wandering around. I'm a little freaked out again. It's super dark. No lights out there besides the lights on the porch. And... I'm looking to the left, I see nothing, start looking to the right, and I start seeing this, like, far far away, I see this, like, figure walking towards me, and it looks like a little kid, so I'm like, why is this little kid out right now, it's like 3 in the morning, this is super weird, this little kid's just, like, walking towards me, and it starts getting closer and closer, and I'm just staring at it, and I start realizing that it's not a kid, I don't know what it is. It's about two feet tall, really thin, doesn't look like it's wearing any clothes. Um, And I don't know what it was, but it just started getting closer. I couldn't make out a face to it either. I could just really see the outline of it. And I immediately stopped peeing. I turn around, I start banging on the door and my grandma comes out and she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's going on? And I'm like, look, there's something, there's something there. I don't know what it is, but look at it, look at it. And she looks and she freaks out, pushes me inside the door, slams the door. And my mom wakes up from when the door gets slammed and she's like, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, I've been trying to wake you up. I had to go pee. I just saw something outside. I'm freaking out. And my mom was shocked that she didn't wake up because like I said, she's a super light sleeper. So she was just weirded out that I, she's like, I didn't know you were trying to wake me up. I'm so sorry. And she's like, what did you see? And I couldn't make out what I had seen. So my grandma backed me up and she was like, yeah, I saw it too. It was this weird figure. It was walking towards her. I don't know what it is, um, but it was really creepy. So we just came back in and my parents are huge ufo like alien fanatics so the next morning my dad was like it was an alien i don't know was what it was to the end of this day um the people from the ranch said it probably um 
just was one of the little things that they occasionally see too. I guess they would see it every once in a while. But again, they didn't grow up with TV. They weren't really educated. So they had no idea what it was. It was just kind of a thing that they would see at the ranch every once in a while. Um, but yeah, don't know what it was. And it still freaks me out to this day. And if, um, my, if I ever brought it up in front of my grandma, my grandma would always back me up even years later. Um, so yeah, it was really creepy. Grab a cup of tea. It's going to be a long night of creepy stories. That was a creepy story. Yeah, it was. So um, give us a little insight on that, Tony, because I'll, I'll tell you afterwards what I believe she saw. Oh, yeah. She she lived out there, um, I believe, for like a few years when she was younger <clears throat> to spend time with her grandma. And, you know, uh, they wanted, obviously, they wanted her to, you know, grow up in Mexico and have that type of experience out there compared to the U.S. because it's completely different. Exactly. Um, Which sounds really good. Awesome. Yeah. And I believe it was a, I think she said it was a friend's uh, house that they was at. Yeah. Um. So uh, these, you know, these people are the type of people that um, if you're if you're lost and you knock on somebody's door in small places like that, they'll feed you. You know, mm -hmm. they'll do anything they can to make you comfortable. Uh, but those areas has no lights, has no um, has nothing really. It's no yeah. no it's not no people is around. So um, I think it was a UFO because I feel like UFOs can. Oh, you think it was a UFO? I think so. I think they can telepathically uh, have somebody stay asleep when they usually are awake or they okay. usually wake up faster than which her mom did. Yeah. So I think she was probably under some type of trance that uh, kept her asleep or her grandma was the one that wasn't in that type of deep state. Mm -hmm. Right. That's interesting because I was leaning more so on the cryptid side of things uh, like a chup chupacabra. I know uh, Mexico, that's, you know, a, a real um, a big thing that's uh, seen a lot, you know, in Mexico. And, uh, you know, just from the, the small stature and the eyes and all that, you know, of, um, you know, making it out again. And she's thinking it was, a, you know, a, a, a person, a child as it was approaching. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's an amazing story. Yeah. Um, I know chupacabras are, are you know, they're, they're everywhere as well. Um, oh, yeah. But I sure. know they're really, really famous in Arizona. Because mm -hmm. people that cross from Mexico over to Arizona or to Texas, yeah, um, it's, a lot of people has you know end up dead not because of the heat, but mm -hmm. because they have no blood inside their body because the chupacabra had you know sucked all the blood out. Yeah, as they do um, sheep's cows and other animals. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's that's interesting. That's really really interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, um, again, I want you guys to, you know, call in and tell your story. Um, you can do that by calling the Strange Darkness Radio Hotline at 916-741-3032. Tony, hit them with the Instagram. You, you remember the... You got the he's like, he's like, I don't know. I got I to gotta remember that. Anyways, here we go. Strange Darkness uh, underscore radio on Instagram. You guys can uh, go ahead and uh, hit us up there. You know, um, also, you know, slide in the DMs, you know, um, DM, DM us your stories and, uh, you know, we can tell them so you can do it that way. You can also hit us up on uh, at Strange Darkness Radio at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on, on Twitter at SDR Radio, um, capital, all capital on that, SDR and, um, you know, hit us up there and, you know, tell your stories, come on the show, you know, uh, go ahead and hit that hotline and, uh, you know, we'll, you know, we'll go ahead and, uh, you know, play your story, tell it, record it, however you want to do it, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. I, I had a question for mm -hmm. you guys though. Yes. Have What's you up? guys heard of a man that allegedly had sex with aliens? He lost his virginity at 17 years old with the alien and every now and then he has encounters with this same alien 
Oh, that sounds like a love story. From 17 to like 74. (laughs) What kind of love is that? (laughs) (laughs) He said it started when he was... It's not unusual. No, anyways. (laughs) He said it it started when he was 17 and continued to this day. Um, He's 74. I think he's a little bit older now. Yeah. But he actually has a documentary called Love and Saucers. Are you sure? I swear to God. Only Tony. I swear to God. Are you sure that's not something that's on the adult rated nah, section? No, 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 no. Have you been in the metaverse with Frankie? <laughs> what is happening? No, nah, I'm serious. No, nah, okay, that's okay. the documentary. Look you. it up. It's uh, it's interesting because he does, um, he draws, he, he actually has a painting of himself mm-hmm. and a extraterrestrial on top of him having sex with him. Oh, and he's like real proud about that shit. And he says he thinks he has like a hundred different hybrid babies, <laughs> which is crazy. It's a crazy story, but there it's something to look story. into. Okay, it's a crazy so, story. I just another disclaimer. I love how Tony gives us this type of stuff. Whatever disclaimer. Well, it seems like Tony's going to be doing a story on saucers and love um, on his next segment love and to saucers. go, oh, love and saucers, excuse me, mm. um, to go in depth about, uh, this particular gentleman who's had, uh, sexual relations, uh, with this alien who mm-hmm. has potential, uh, how many, how many kids? How many? About a hundred. He thinks it's a hundred. hundred. He says every time she comes, she like oh, puts his hand. If she- you, I'm sorry. If you've had any kids listening to the show at this time, I apologize. <laughs> Because we didn't give a disclaimer. She put her hands um, on his shoulder. And then and he feels it, but then he blacks out. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, I just had sex with this alien. But, I mean, that's what he says. It's it's interesting. His name he is, has not been drinking to my knowledge, people. His name is David Huggins. Okay. And it's out, Huggins. Of Georgia, out of Georgia. He's, he's hugging UFOs. And, yeah, pretty uh, much. Extraterrestrials. Okay. Did he say what type of um, alien she is? You know, uh, by chance? He calls her, he, the name that he calls her is uh, Crescent. Crescent. Crescent? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, exotic. Crescent. That's the name he, he calls her. <laughs> but he said that uh, she got like deep blue eyes and got a body of a woman, but the face of an alien is kind of, you know. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not lying. This is nonsense. I swear. Is it's, this really real? I'm dead ass. Is this a relative of Captain Kirk? No, I, I'm not trying to make fun of people who has relations with aliens. I'm just asking questions, people. But, I'm serious. Um, he does a lot of paintings, and he does. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it's yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Frankie's already pulled it up. She's she's like, I'm about to get into that saucer verse. They said Love and Saucer is a very good documentary about a man who paints himself having sex with aliens. Okay. Again, I want to hear this. Uh, so I hoped. I hope next week. Or you know when this next show drops, the third uh, episode in season two that um, Tony does this story so we can get into more depth uh, in detail about this particular subject of uh, alien love. Mm-hmm. So that, that that will be interesting. He had to have us go out with a bang. And it, and it <laughs> literally. 50 years. So. 50 years he was baking this, this hot alien. Yes. Well, that, she's not hot, but to him maybe. Well, I don't know. She, you have to see the picture. I mean, did, did you, does she? Nah, she ugly. Oh, she but she got that bub bub. Uh, she, she ugly. <laughs> but it's just interesting though, because he all proud. He proud. Okay, um, Frankie, make sure you send that in chat. I have to check that out. But um, oh, he, he's uh, showing me a, a photo. People, just hang on one second. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's not. Um, that's not something that you want to. <laughs> I'll put it on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you got to put that on. On Instagram, you will be able to check that out. And again, that's at strangedarkness underscore radio on IG. You have to check this out, you know, period. Um, but anyways, that was fun. That was a fun uh, Tony segment, uh, which which is uh, cool. But again, I hope he really does that story because that does seem intriguing and interesting. I know there are real scenarios out there where, um, you know, people are taken and um, their, um, you know, um, eggs, women's eggs have been taken or whatever. And they say has been taken f- to make um, these um, hybrid uh, humans um, that walk among amongst us. So that is a high possibility and a serious subject uh, for some out there. 
So I do, I do get that. But um, anyways, that was the show for tonight. We went out with a bang. I love it. Uh, Tony added that extra element to that, uh, to the end of that. But again, I hope he does that segment because it would be amazing. I mean, have you had any relations with an alien? If so, please call 916-741-3032, Strange Darkness Radio Hotline, and let us know. Don't keep it a secret. Let the world know what's happening. All right, guys. How do you guys feel about this episode? Great. I like it. With the years of uh, alien porn. (laughs) You said alien what? 50 years of alien porn. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Okay. Hopefully adults are all listening to this show. Anyways, we are Strange Darkness Radio and we are out. I am Buzz Aldrin, and I was the lunar module pilot on Apollo 11. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. No single space project in this period will be more impressive to mankind or more important for the long-range exploration of space, and none will be so difficult or expensive to accomplish. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. The truth is that we've never proved one, but there are things flying around up there that we haven't fully identified yet. And keep in mind, there are basically a billion galaxies in an ever-expanding universe. I mean, you can't even get your mind around the sheer number of things that are out there. People still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is. There are, uh, there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain uh, how they moved, their trajectory, they, they did not have um, an easily explainable pattern. When it, when it comes to aliens, uh, there's some things I just can't tell you. 